don't believe in fairy tales, we might see the giant fairy tale of all time. Melbourne scored! Melbourne scored in the corner! One kick, one moment in time. It looks to me as oh, it still work! Wow! He hits it, he's done it! Felder scored. Felder scored in the corner. How good is that? It's the Big League Magazine Run to the Finals podcast. We're at round 25. Wow. Can you believe it? Slater and Gordon uh, are the sponsors of the program. If you have a legal issue to tackle, give Slater and Gordon a call on 1-800-555-777. Here with editor Maria Chialis and senior writer Pam Walliam. Just whilst we're on Slater and Gordon, how good was the lunch we had last Friday with Slater and Gordon? Really great. Thank you, Slater and Gordon. Yes, uh, some Big League (laughs) staff members still making their way back to the office, we believe, as we speak. Morning to Bowie Phillips uh, out wherever there. He so is wherever, wherever he is. <laughs> whatever tree you're lying under at the moment. Uh, lots happening in the world of rugby league. We know that's the case. Uh, there are so many points of interest that we're going to cover uh, during the course of this podcast. We're going to have our uh, general chit chat. Uh, we'll have a look at game by game and what's in the Big League magazine. Got a special guest today. Excited about this. Jared Croker. Could you garner any more respect for an individual player than what Jared Croker has done throughout the course of his short but brilliant career thus far? Is he still 25? 25. 25 years old, well on track to become the greatest point scorer of all time at this rate, I think. Holds a lot of records for the Canberra Raiders um, and they will just continue to tumble over the next uh, uh, several years that he's involved in the competition. CK1. From NRL Fantasy, we'll be along to have a chat. We'll have our fearless predictions, our social media star of the week, and we'll get an update on, on the ladder of that fearless predictions. So, very tight at the top. <laughs> Must be lonely at the bottom. It's terrible. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, big news, of course, during the week. Uh, after the performance of the St. George Illawarra Dragons on Sunday against the Roosters, pumped by the flogged, belted, whichever way you want to look at it, they've made some changes, um, albeit for a week, Maria. He's been dropped, Benji Marshall, but he's been told, don't worry, you'll be back next week. What happens if Drew Hutchison has a blinder? Oh, it's hard, isn't it? Um, and also, what if he has a terrible game, then he won't be able to re, you know, get another chance before the season's over? Could affect him mentally. Look, I don't know. I think Benji's had a really good attitude towards it um, in all his media that he's been doing. Um, I just, uh, I personally don't get why he can't play this week. Benji? Yeah. I don't know. I they're think if you're going to drop finals. someone, just drop them and just say, well, you're not performing and they're not going to re-sign him. So what are they actually doing? I, it doesn't I make agree. any sense to I, me. I, don't, I totally understand why he's been dropped because as of last week, you start thinking about what's happening next year. You know, Paul McGregor's got to do that. And so you start thinking of the options that are available. You know, They're gonna be, going to be uh, going out to the market and trying to find a halfback. There's not that many coming off contract at the moment. If, if I was them... I think I said it here before. If I was them, I'm knocking on the door of the Gold Coast Titans. They've got Tyrone Roberts, they've got Ash Taylor, and they've got uh, Kane Elgie to come back for next year. Give me one of them. Give me one of them. I don't care which one. Yeah. I'll take one of them off your hand. And they're all different prices because they're all at different levels. But we forget about Kane Elgie sitting in the grandstands while these two guys, yeah. uh, Roberts and, and Ash Taylor, play so well. If I was the Dragons, that's what I'd be doing. It seems there's a backup plan for Mitch Rain. Because they've said, Mitch, yeah, you think you're worth four fifty? We think you're worth three fifty. Well, these are the figures reported. Yeah. Um, thoughts on that, Pam? 
Um, I think fair enough. I think if they're willing to play hardball with him, but as as we talk about all the time, there's not that many um, first class kind of hookers in the game, is there? There's one that's off contract. Well, well sorry, he's not off he's contract, not but off. he's looking for a new club. Very true. Uh, and and if you're looking at that, and if you're the dragon, then you say, okay, we could pick up Robbie Farah for three fifty, or we could pick, keep Mitch Rain at three fifty. Oh well, actually, he won't. Be three fifty, it'll be four fifty because he said he won't won't stay for three fifty. It's an obvious decision, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty obvious. Um, I know South Sydney are in there as well, um, but from what I understand, they're a bit split on whether they should get Robbie Farrow or not. So, um, and all the while, the West Tigers they're going, we want you to go to the highest bidder um, because we want to uh, minimise our uh, salary cap imposition for next year. So it's a really interesting situation. Mitch Rain backed himself. By saying, oh, I think I'm worth this. And now he's found out that the, the offer's been withdrawn. So what happens to him? You know, he's he's too young to go to England. Yes. Well, this is the thing is if they miss out on Robbie Farah, then there's this awkward situation here with Mitch Rain. Come back he, to a revi- revised deal. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it just gets awkward. It's just awkward. I said they signed Jake Marketo up for another year and he's the backup from a hooker point of view. They've got yeah. a kid, uh, Robson, in the 20s. He's probably a couple of years away, but he's a, he, uh, he might even be younger than under 20. Like he might be under 19 even, uh, Reese Robson. He, so he's a, yeah. he's a good player, but there's still a couple of years before he's at that uh, elite level. So um, that is a really interesting situation with what's happening at the Dragons. Unfortunately, I think everyone is pretty disappointed at the fact that Jamie Lyon doesn't get a send-off at Brookie. Yeah, it doesn't seem um, fair, does it? <laughs> it it's doesn't. just it's just it kind of, but it, it it's kind of in fitting with his career, I guess. I don't think he would really want the whole um, big celebration. Everyone comes out and he has to, you know, parade himself around. I don't think he would want any of that. This is totally Jamie Lyon just to go. Oh, that was my last game at Brookvale. And done. Oh, actually, now that he's injured, he's doing a pre-game lap of honour. So. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I just feel like he <laughs> would not want any part of that. Someone <laughs> said to him, you've got to do this, Jamie. Yeah. And he's gone, oh, oh really? are you serious? And uh, face masks for the first 5,000 yeah. through the gates. Yeah. Um, and, and it should be celebrated. What a career. Yeah. What an yeah. unbelievable career. And and I know he, uh, Parramatta fans might uh, think differently about it. You know, he did, did the wrong thing in inverted commas by leaving. I just don't think he liked his footy. So he left. Um, and then he came back uh, or went to England, won the Man of Steel Award, won a, won a couple of comps with St. Helens and then comes back and wins two comps as a player, one as a captain uh, with the Manly Club and has been undoubtedly... Like there was a time in the game around that 2007 to say 2014, which is a long stretch, mm. where every option Jamie Lyon took was the right one. Yeah. Like... If you yeah. could freeze the play and say, what should they do now? You say, well, they should do that and they should do that. Jamie Lyon would invariably do it. He was an unbelievable player. Um, and disappointing that he can't get that send-off uh, with that hamstring injury. I don't think he's going to play again this year, is he? No. I don't, I don't, I don't think he's going to get yeah. round, round 26 either. So um, 290-odd games, um, probably not as many origins as we would have liked from a New South Wales point of view, but... yeah. Uh, his decision, um, and he was happy to stand by. Talk about standing by decisions. Uh, mm-hmm. Will Hopper-White, who had been confirmed today, won't be playing in the grand final if required. Well, let's make a massive leap of faith here and assume that the Bulldogs are in the grand final, Maria. Um, Will said he won't be playing. Problem? Um, I think it's a little bit of a problem leading into it because um, it's 
been a while since he had that block where he wasn't playing. So you've got to assume that people need to shift positions and maybe some new people need to come in mm. and mm. blah, blah, blah. Preparing for a grand final. I mean, I guess they've done it over over the year. Brett Morris has played fullback. Um, Sam Parrott's neck injury is a week-to-week thing, so right. you'd imagine he'd come back into the side. Um, I think it's an interesting decision and um, good on Will for sticking to his guns, but it definitely throws a spanner in, in the works in my mind. Well, you wonder whether he took a hit financially because the clause is in the contract. So you just wonder whether they said, well, okay, we'll put the clause in, but we know at this point that there's going to be X number of Sunday games and we know that there's the grand final on the Sunday and everything else in between. As a result of that, we're going to give you that. It, it I would imagine. Have, yeah. yeah, It would be like going yeah, going to any boss and saying, I don't want to work on whatever day because of whatever reason. Mm. Well, well, unfortunately, most of the martyrs' understanding is Des Hazard no. and Raylan Castle at the board. I can imagine yeah. you, Pam, going to Maria <laughs> and saying, listen, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to the footy this weekend. Thanks very much. Actually, I, I, I think would you never. would do that. That's right. No, I would never. You lo- love the footy too much. Um, so, Will Hopwadi not playing on the Sundays. Um, you're right. Brett Morris goes back to the fullback. And to be honest. He's amazing. I don't reckon they lose much. Yeah. In fact, no. might even gain. Even, at, I mean, yeah, they haven't been very good for the past month or so. Um, he's probably been the only... Good things to come out of the dogs mm. lately. Mm. Oh, there was a lot of good things came out of the dogs about 12 years ago. Uh, that's when a guy named Jonathan Thurston was <laughs> shown the door. See you later. Thanks very much. You've got potential. We're not sure on you. We're going to keep a couple of other players. Now he goes back to Belmore tonight um, for that game, which is going to be massive. And I know you girls are heading out there, so you'll be excited about that. Um, as a Bulldogs fan, Maria, do you look back and say what could have been? At the time... You just thought, well, um, Braith is here and um, Brent Sherwin was still around, yes. my my favourite player because oh, really? I'd, oh, look, I love an underdog. I love Brent Sherwin. Um, <laughs> and How's he an underdog? He's on a five-year deal. Yeah, look, and he, remember his little kicks that has him? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, at the time, um, I think fans sort of went, well, okay, fair enough. Um, in hindsight, you know, you yeah. wouldn't have let that happen. Yeah. I don't know if Jonathan Thurston... Do you think Jonathan Thurston would have had the same career in Sydney that he has had in North Queensland? That's a very good question. We um, will never know, no, we but it, never it's, know. It's, a, it's a very good question. Steve Mortimer has come out and said, oh, they would have won a couple of comps with him there. Yeah, I, I, can, I can't argue with that. Mm. Like he, he, yeah. he would make competitive Bulldog sides super competitive. Yeah, but there are also, also some downtimes. Yeah, well, you think about the play, um, the players that they maybe would have had to have let go of in the years following that mm. to right. be able to hold on to him as well. Good so, point. Good point. Um, yeah, yeah, I guess you never know. It's just yeah. one of those things, isn't it? The sliding doors of rugby mm. league, yeah. as they say. Just out of interest, you mentioned there, Brent Sherman. Your fa- who was the who, who was on your posters on the walls as growing up? Oh. Yeah, I had a bit of I I um it was hard for me because uh, I hated a lot of teams back then. <laughs> Give us names. No, be able to track no, bias through big league magazines. You know how you're a teenager and you just hate everything. So right, yeah. Don't remember that phase, no? but anyway. Oh, okay. That's the same then. <laughs> For me, it was the Bulldogs. I did not like the Bulldogs. Yeah, well, right. nobody does if they're. Yeah, um, I feel like that's changed, Like Anthony Minicello, Luke Lewis. You know when um, the New South Wales team was really good, sort of in oh, that early two thousands. Vaguely. Part. Yeah, look, it was <laughs> a, <laughs> what a time. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that that was me. I loved Luke Lewis when, Luke he, when, Lu- he, when he first started oh, coming through. Yeah. Now we understand why <laughs> Barry Phillips got bumped and Luke Lewis was in in the Big League podcast. One of many reasons. Oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah one of honest. many reasons. You're right. With too um, long. Pam, what, what was your wall plastered with? It was just Joey uh, Johns. Yeah. After Joey Johns, wasn't it? Joey. Mark Hughes. Boozy. Yeah. Loved Dear him. Fantastic. Yeah. 
What is the origin series he had? Was it 2001 or? Yeah, one of those. Oh. Yeah, yeah. What a time. That was a great oh, time to be alive. Do you remember when New South Wales won three in a row and yes. everyone said origin was dead? Yep. Yeah. Well, yep. well, it was. It nearly yep. was. Um, and, and what a time from a Newcastle Nice point of view, given what's happening this year. <laughs> anyway, we move past that. Me, Mark Graham and Wayne Pierce. Mark Graham Wayne used to be Pierce. on my. I used to get the posters and put them on my books at school. Mm. Yeah. And Mark Graham and Wayne Pierce were my favourites. So I was a Tiger supporter. So we've had some recent mail about our posters um, and uh, kids who are still using them as contact paper, which is just perfect. Beautiful. Yeah, perfect. that's yeah. great. That's what you want. That's They're the perfect size as well for school books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Year Eight Commerce book, Mark Graham on yep. the cover. Of that he didn't oh, help yeah. me with my commerce, but anyway, only <laughs> <laughs> uh, too busy <laughs> staring at it lovingly. <laughs> Lo- lovingly, that's yeah. exactly right. It was. I had the great pleasure to meet him, and you know, it was like, oh yeah, get Mark, you know, it, it was many years later, and I thought he doesn't know. He doesn't know how much <laughs> I idolised him. Yeah, um, I should have told him probably. Now <laughs> I, I believe he listens to the podcast, so uh, there you go, Mark. <laughs> you were my favourite. And and finally, um, Sharkies haven't won in a month. They've lost three on the trot. Now they've got the Roosters, the sneaky, scary, spanner in the works Roosters this Saturday night. What do we see in the future for the Cronulla Sharks, Pam? Um, well, I think that they'll they'll get it back together again. I think they're maybe playing back at home, um, mm. and they kind of realise they really they really need to pull their finger out. Basically, mm. um, it's now or never. And they've been in these situations before. I mean, um, we thought they were a pretty good chance last year, and then there was obviously that game up in Townsville. I think it was yes. was it forty nil. Yes. Um, yeah. So they've been there. They've done that. So they really need to pull it out this week. Mm, mm. Yeah. Lots of um, I thought they were forcing. It seems like they were forcing a lot of things on Monday night against yeah. South Sydney, and Quite they just panicked, yeah, and they just like what like weren't coming off. And I guess you get to a point where you're like, oh crap, I got to win. Yeah. Um, it, the Roosters were amazing last week. I would be terrified to come up against them. Uh, you just wonder. I actually think that they played pretty well last week. Uh, yeah. The, the, yep. the Sharkies um, against a really committed South Sydney side and mm. defend. South Sydney had no ball in that second half and they defended so well. Yeah. Um, so I, I wouldn't be too down on themselves, but it's hard not to be walking around thinking, hang on, no one could beat us. And now all of a sudden we've lost three on the trot. So that's the difficulty that confronts Shane Flanagan and his Sharks as they lead into the semifinals. You want to post a win somewhere because round 26 for the Sharks, Melbourne in Melbourne. Mm. Yeah. Like Melbourne might not have to play a game away from Amy Park until the grand final. Oh, yeah, and you know they're going to make the grand final. They're Melbourne. Well, they, they've got round 25, round yeah. 26. First week of the first finals will be at home. They win that week off. Third week of the Third finals. week of the finals at home. Up here for the GF. Yeah. That potentially is what confronts the Melbourne Storm. It's a huge advantage. It is the Big League Magazine Run to the Finals podcast. Round 25 we're talking about. It's brought to you by Slater and Gordon. Remember, give them a call. one 555 Tickets are now on sale for the Rugby League Experience annual Legends of League Grand Final Cruise. Spend the afternoon cruise in Sydney Harbour with great food and drink whilst being entertained by Rugby League legends Tommy Radonagas, Mick Crocker and Mark Spud Carroll. So if you're in Sydney for the grand final, why not join in the fun? It's always a great day. For more information or to book, call us on 1300 885 718 or email therugbyleagueexperience.com.au. 
Well, there are plenty of good stories around rugby league at the moment, but I reckon you're going to have to go a long way to beat the Jared Croker slash Canberra Raiders situation that is evolving down at the nation's capital. Big League Magazine run to the finals podcast, and we're lucky enough to get the Raiders skipper on the line, Jared Croker. G'day, Jared. G'day, guys. How are we? Yeah, well, well are you in Goulburn at the moment? Do we, do we, is the bus about to pick you up on the way yeah, to Sydney? Yeah, the bus is picking me up at about 11 o'clock, mate, so... Um, just about to hop on it and head down to Manly. All right, it's going to be nice and fresh there at Goulburn, I would imagine. Hey, well, I want to ask you about last Sunday. There were just incredible scenes at, at GIO Stadium. I, I don't know, were you players aware of first the size of the crowd and then the, the impact and the emotion and the encouragement that they were showing pre-game? Um, yeah, we knew there was going to be a fairly big crowd. We've been told that uh, there'd been about sixteen or 17,000 tickets sold. So we were, we were yeah hoping up up around the eighteen to twenty mark. So we knew there was going to be a, a big crowd there for us, and um, we'd heard a, a few things about the big clap and all that going around, going on, and um, we uh, we we could we could hear it a little bit, but uh, it was hard to get a get a good uh, good good uh, gauge on it, I suppose. But uh, watching the video of it, it was uh, it was unreal. But they, they, were, they were massive for us on Sunday. The crowd they they really got us back in the game. Jared, I've heard a couple of times that. Um... Ricky has kind of brought a bit of a, a culture back to the Raiders and it's kind of making everyone really passionate about the club and things like that. What exactly has he done? So does he kind of take you through Raiders history or like what what are some of the things that he's done there? Uh, there's been a few things. We um, we, we try uh, as hard as we can, whether it be at home games or uh, away games or, you know, the motels away or whatever. If, if we're in the, you know, we've, we've got an old player somewhere about or someone who's represented the club. They come in and maybe have a feed with us or uh, present someone. Every, every time we have a, a debutant or a, or a new player playing for the club, we get one of the older players to come in and present the jerseys and, um, you know, get them in for a feed and, and all that stuff just to be around the boys and, and the environment, have some lunches and stuff like that. And um, We had another one, uh, Sticky organised the the club to, uh, to get uh, player badges and, and put their player number on it from one to 337, I think we're yeah. up to at the moment. So uh, he's slowly trying to get everyone their, their player badge out. So uh, that's another thing that, that he's really uh, enjoyed doing. But uh, yeah, like you said, he just brings the passion back and uh, he just he just loves the club, mate. He's, he's unreal. Um, you guys are obviously sitting on eight straight wins at the moment. Um, was there a catalyst for that? Because you had a bit of a rocky patch probably in the middle of the season. Um, and Ricky sort of talked about your defence. Is Has that been the key for you guys? Uh, yeah, it's definitely the key for us. I think it's the key for most sides, um, the defence. But uh, it's definitely a big one for us because we know uh, we're a fairly good attacking side and um, we can score plenty of points. But um, you know, it's always it's been the same for us. But probably the last six to eight weeks, defensively, I think we've been really good. We've uh, you know we've tightened up a lot, and, and our middle boys have been working really hard for each other and, and making making the edge work a you know, a lot easier than, than um, what it could be. So I think the middles have a fair bit to do with it and, and Dean pays uh, probably behind all that. But um, look, defence defense wins games. That's for every side. But I think it's a massive one for us. There's a lot of belief in the side and that's shown because when you get behind on the scoreboard, it doesn't concern you. And that's exactly what happened against Parramatta. Those things develop slowly, uh, don't they, Jared? It, you must feel at different stages that no game is beyond you. Is that is that the way it feels on the field? Yeah, for sure. Um, I, last week, and we had a game against the Knights. I think we were down twenty-two nil. Yeah. Um, you know, the points aren't an issue for us, and we we weren't too concerned. And it's probably a good thing we don't get too flustered. And um, you know, sometimes some teams can get behind and think, "Oh God, we've got to score next, or we've got to score next play, or 
Um, it's probably a good thing for us knowing how quickly we can sort of score points sometimes. Is um, you know, it's probably good for us. We can still be patient as well because we know we can get them. So um, it's not an ideal situation to be in 16 and 20 nil down and all that sort of stuff. But um, it's good to know that we we can fight our way back. I tell you what, it's just fun to watch you guys play. You just look like you're having so much fun out mm. there. It just looks like some, you know, good park footy. Is that what it kind of feels like out there? You guys just having fun? Yeah, we are. We're enjoying it. Uh, obviously, everyone enjoys winning more than losing, but. Um, yeah, look, we're, in, we're we're a really good close bunch of mates, and um, we really enjoy each other's company on and off the field. So uh, it's good to go out and and uh, put things that you, you practice at training all week and see them come off and um, see the boys really enjoy themselves and and um, you know bouncing out of their skins. And, and we just love playing for each other. And I think our defence has shown that as well. Um, you guys don't have the best record at Brookvale. It's uh, oh, Maria, well, did you have to bring it up? <laughs> <laughs> no, just smashing the poor bloke. Just give him a break. Um, obviously, they've got um, Manly have got quite a few plays out and all that kind of thing. But do you still sort of see it as a bit of a danger game, um, especially when you're sort of expected to win at this point? Yeah, it's, it's tough. It's going to be tough. We we know that. Um, we've got two games coming up where we've got Manly at Manly and the Tigers at Leichhardt. Um, you know. Doesn't matter who's sitting where on the competition ladder, they're both tough games. So, um, yeah, Manly, it's their last home game. They're farewell in Jamie Lyon. Mm. Um, it's going to be a massive day for them. So, there's no doubt they're going to be fired up and, and looking for a big game and looking to try and knock us off. So, it's, it's going to be a good test for us. But, um, you know, it's these little suburban grounds the next two weeks, it's, um, you know, the, the crowd really gets, you know, on your back, literally. It's, they're right there, and it's, it's a it's a good environment to play in. It's nice and hostile, and um, I think we'll get a lot out of it the next two weeks. A lot of people are talking about higher honours for you, Jared, um, especially with the late run of form. The Four Nations is on at the end of the year. What are your thoughts around um, representative football? Oh, look, it'd be a dream come true. Everyone, everyone wants to do it, mate. There's you know, there's no secret behind that. Uh, you ask any player if they want to play rep football or represent their state or, or country, and they you know, jump out of their skin to do it. So I'm no different, but. Um, you know, the focus for me is this next next two weeks, finishing the season off really well, and then uh, we need to refresh, regroup, and and um, you know, semi finals a completely different game, and we haven't played a lot of semi finals football, so uh, we need to play really well and um, you know, worry about that first. Right, Jared. So you're on 248 points <laughs> for the season, and you're within, I think it's like 37 points, and then you can you can get in the top five, um, overtake Ivan Cleary for an, most points in an individual season. Do you think about that stuff at all, or is that just kind of secondary? Or do you have like a, a list and you're like marking down the points every week? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. <laughs> oh, come on. It's on, on the fridge at Be home, honest. isn't it? <laughs> no, it's not, it's not something uh, Not something you obviously think about as a player and um, not something I'm I'm really uh, looking looking at. It's it's obviously nice to be scoring points and tries and um, you know, those records are nice to be talked about, but... At the end of the day, if I'm scoring points and, and tries and that, then generally we're we're winning games. So that's that's the main focus for me is us winning games and uh, the points come off the back of it. I uh, had a bit of a rough day at the boot last oh. week, but I'll turn that, turn that around <laughs> this week. But um, yeah, look, I'm, I'm just more focused on on winning games at the moment. All right. So in an ideal situation, the Raiders are in the grand final. Um, who do you not want to play in the grand final? Good question. Uh, it, it honestly wouldn't bother me. Um, Better answer. Uh, <laughs> I would, I'd just be, I'd just be happy to be there. But um, you know, Melbourne are Melbourne are playing well, and um, probably yeah, that, that, that'd be really tough. Just just knowing how much experience they have in grand finals, I'd say probably Melbourne. 
Mounties are runaway leaders of the Intra Super Premiership. Um, it's a tough school down at Canberra at the moment. Ricky's got so much depth of squad there. Um, Ed, uh, Brinko Lee scores four tries and gets dropped for yeah. cousin Edric. Um, it, it's such a good sign, isn't it, when you when you do have, uh, for all intents and purposes, the reserve grade side putting so much pressure on the first grade side, Jared. Yeah, it's fantastic for us, and it's it's uh, it's probably helps where we're sitting on the ladder at the moment. Uh, you can't do that with just seventeen players. Mm. Um, you know, you need a good 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 big squad and good depth. And uh, I think last week we had Sam Williams, um, Sean Fenton, Paul Vaughan, Jared Kennedy, and, and now Branko all you know, playing for Mounties, which is wow. you know they're all they're all first grade quality players. So. Um, you know, it's it's a really good position for us, and it it can be hard on those guys at times, but it doesn't go unnoticed how well they're going and, and how they, how how much pressure they're putting on the, the blokes in front of them. Tell us about some of the guys in the side. Like you're full of characters too. This side: Blake Austin, Jordan Rapana, Joey Leilua, Shannon Boyd looks like a bit of a character. Is there one guy that stands out at all, Jared? Nah, there's probably not. There, you're right. They are a bunch of characters, and um, it's probably what makes us such good mates because it's. You know, you've got the uh, rapper and BJ over there, over one side who are, um, you know, completely, you know, just just big kids. Really, they're, they're, <laughs> seem like they would have their own language got, or something. Got, <laughs> yeah, they, it's like that sometimes. And then, uh, and you got Blake Austin, who, like you said, he's a bit a bit cheeky and a bit of a character. And then you got big Shannon Boyd, who's a big big country boy, who's also um, he's a bit of a laugh as well. They're all. They're all very funny, and they're all very, you know, three different, or three or four different sorts of people that, you know, mm. completely opposite people. Like Blake, Blake will wear the, you know, the long sleeve shirts and the other oh, long shirts, and got the tattoos. And Big Boyd, he's got the big country and the big, you know, he's a big uh, sort of we call him the redneck. So he's a big, big country <laughs> boy. So they're, um, you know, they're, they're two very different people, but they're they're quite funny to be around. Uh, it's it's fantastic. A hey, uh, guaranteed top four, potential top two. Home semi-final. What would that mean for the Canberra Raiders? Yeah, it'd be fantastic. We saw the uh, saw the, what the crowd did last week with, mm. with just under nineteen thousand there. And, um, you know, I'm hundred percent sure that if we, you know, if we finished in the top two, um, you know, we'd we'd fill that stadium right up. So, oh. uh, not not too much of a focus at the at the moment, but um, we've got to worry about Manly first and, and then the Tigers. But you know, that'd be a that'd be a a really good uh, you know step forward for us. How are the trotters going too? I know you've got shares in a couple of them, haven't you? Yeah, I've got uh, we sold one the other week, so I've got six trotters now. So I've got rid of one, but uh, yeah, they're they're going okay, mate. There's um, one racing in a final, the one with all the boys, uh, Sammy and Elliot Whitehead and uh, Shannon Boyd and Sticky's in on it. Uh, there's about six or seven of us are on on this uh, this trotter that's racing on Saturday night as well. It's in a final at Menangle, so um, it's going well. And actually, Dad's got one. He Dad and his mate bought one without me, and it's in a Group One on Sunday. Oh. On Sunday so they, uh, they, I was a bit angry at Dad for that one, but um, yeah, I think it's a couple hundred grand prize money, so oh, hopefully wow. it doesn't win. But nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, hopefully, hopefully it gets up for him, so that'll be good as well. Uh, and what's the name of the one on Saturday night, and what's the price? Uh, I think it's one of the favourites. It's called Supriya. Supriya. Um, train, yeah, trained by Brad Hewitt. I think it's about race five, so. Uh, be one of the one of the favourites, and if it's not wasn't now, it probably is because everyone wants to hear that name. <laughs> yeah, messing with yeah. the odds now. Uh, very yeah. good, very good. Well, I know the bus is probably just around the corner there in Goulburn, uh, ready to pick you up for this huge game at Brookie on Saturday. Jared, really appreciate your time today. Good luck for this match. Good luck for the remainder of the season. 
No worries. Thanks very much, guys. Thanks, Jared. Thanks. There he is, Jared Croker, on the Run to the Finals podcast of Big League Magazine. Uh, how good was that? Uh, brought to you by Slater and Gordon. Give him a call. one 800 Big League Run to the Finals podcast, round 25, brought to you by Slater and Gordon. Uh, Maria, time now to tell us what's in the magazine and go through some, uh, well, not some of the games, all of the games from this weekend. The Hain Effect. Yes, why it's raining cash on the Gold Coast Titans. All right. Is, it, is, it, is that what the yeah, players are doing much, there, making yeah. it rain, yeah. you know, like the <laughs> NFL players? Basically, just uh, we sat down with their marketing manager, talked about um, increase uh, ticket sales, memberships. Every time someone goes to the game, they buy a hot dog, they buy a beer, that's more money. Um, they buy merchandise. Um, TV ratings are up. Huge. Huge. Pretty much everything he touches turns to gold. He's going to return so much money to the Gold Coast Titans that what they're paying him is nothing. Yeah. Has he already remade back? It's it's close. Yeah. yeah. And, and remember, he's not getting paid for this year. Like the deal is 2.4 over two years, which starts next year. So all this is just a nice little bonus. If there's one job you'd like at the moment, it's the marketing manager for the Gold Coast Titans. <laughs> yep. like, oh, oh look, my KPIs are up 100%. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well done. I'm indispensable. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So uh, that will be very interesting. So check that one out as well. You also spent some time with a referee. Yes. You okay? Yeah, no, yeah, very good, very good. Um, yeah, just so you, they're easy to bag and everybody does it. So we thought we'd have a chat with, um, with Gerard Sutton. Um, so I think it's interesting, on average, a referee makes 414 crucial decisions during a game. 414. Yes. So look, there, there are a couple of mistakes and they find them very frustrating as well. Um, but he, you know, it takes ages for them to come, become full-time. It's yeah. not till their 30s and they're, they're doing part-time jobs and they're, yeah. it's a very intense schedule. So it was interesting to get their side of the story. Yeah, absolutely. So we can check that one out. Right, tonight, Bulldogs versus the Cowboys, Belmore Sports Ground. Maria and Pam, you're both going. What are you, mm-hmm. what are you expecting? Yeah, expecting a Cowboys win. Oh, <laughs> what sort of dogs fan are you? Back to the spiritual uh, home uh, and all that sort of very stuff. Very typical one, cynical. Mm. Yes, yeah, good point. Yes. Yeah, I think that the the Bulldogs will win this one. I think the will wow. the Cowboys have they? They've <laughs> <laughs> I know it's staggering to believe. Um, but the as we um, were talking about before, the Cowboys have lost their last three away games. I think mm-hmm. this would be mm-hmm. the fourth in the ro- in a row. They got a horrible away record for the year. I thought three yeah. of eleven. Yeah. yeah well, they that used to be their problem. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, back in about 2014. Um, so it seems that it's kind of started to creep in a little bit again. I think the Bulldogs will um, get the win here. I think the Cowboys win. It uh, doesn't guarantee them a top four spot, but goes a long way towards doing that. They've got, uh, what's their final game is Titans, I Titans, believe. Yeah. at home. Uh, yeah. At home, uh, yeah. at home. This is interesting. Broncos have a shocking record against the Melbourne Storm and they're, of course, trying to push for a top four spot as well. Uh I just see a storm victory. They are so professional. Yeah, you can't not. And um, Cooper Cronk said after last week, people were saying, oh, they're going to rest Cooper, they're going to rest Cameron Smith. And he was just like, no thanks. So, um, Dally M's up for grabs. Yeah. And I mean, why would you? Why would you at this rate? This is the season. Yeah, yeah, this is when you want to be playing at this time of year. So the, yeah. I don't think they'll be sitting at it all. Yeah, I think Melbourne will win. They've freshened them up away from the games. So freshen mm. them up, not coming to training and, and so forth. So uh, we just spoke to Jared Croker. It's Manly up against uh, the Raiders Saturday at Brookie. The green machine rolls on, I reckon. Yeah, I think so too. Um, they do have a bad record there, but considering all the people who are um, having surgery and all that um, for Manly, you know, Matt Wright's at 5'8 again this week. Um, I thought he played pretty well, but um, just things weren't happening for them last week. And 
the Raiders, when, when the Eels were up, I was like, oh, here we go. Typical Raiders. But they came back and mm. played so well. So I think even if they get behind, um, they can come back and win. Yeah, well, um, as we were saying, all of the players that are having their surgery, Darcy Lassick, his season's over. He was probably one of the best for Manly all this year. So um, but even though the Raiders have only won, what, two of their past eight, I think, against Manly, they should get the win here. Brett Stewart ever play again for the Seagulls? Great question. Mm. I say no. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't think, think so, either. so either. I, I don't think he will. Tom Trevojevic there. Um, yeah, that, that's my feeling on that one. Titans <laughs> v the Panthers. This is huge. Win this game, guaranteed semi-final spot. And you win this game and you're a chance, if you're the Panthers, maybe home semi-final as well. Uh, I can't go past the Titans. Uh, they went to Newcastle. It was there was so difficult for them from a motivation point of view. They just very professional, got the job done. Yeah, clinical. And um, Tyrone Roberts is back. Jared Hayne goes back to fullback. I literally flipped a coin for this one and came up with Titans. Um, I think the, the Panthers still have plenty to play for and all that kind of thing. They were amazing last week, but they're, they're in the finals. The Titans need to solidify mm. their top eight position. Mm. I think it also says um, something. I feel bad for David Mead getting getting yeah. pushed out there. I think he's been pretty great this year. You know what happens? Yeah. That's what happens when you don't answer calls from the Big League Magazine podcast. <laughs> That's all oh, I'm saying, Dave no. Mead. No. Why no. would you kick a man when he's down? <laughs> You're just ruthless. <laughs> Dave, um, you're still a champion, mate. We love you. <laughs> we love Come you, on, Dave. 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 <laughs> I think the Panthers are going to get the win here. Yeah, I, 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 I shouldn't have been as dismissive as I was. I love the way the Panthers play. I, I think they're a threat. They can't win the comp, but uh, I love watching them play. But I think the Titans win that one. Sharks, Roosters, interesting. It is. Interesting. If it's a matter of having to win, the Sharks have to win, I think. Because yeah. uh, if they play Melbourne in Melbourne, like you said uh, earlier, then what? Are you talking about four or five losses going into the finals? That's not very good. Five straight losses yeah, no. and, and six yeah. weeks without a win if they don't win this. Well, yeah. mm-hmm. making presumptions here. but yeah. there's always It's always really – I feel like it's always a really tight game between these two teams. Yeah, they've yeah. got a great history. Yeah. Uh, these two sides played in some big games over the years. I just think, Pam, the threats from the Roosters um, – with Pierce on the field, Cordner on the field, Jared Ware Hargreaves on the field, brings everyone else out from their game as well. I think, I think the Roosters win. I think, I think Cronulla will win, but I think it, it's going to be an amazing game. Um, yeah, as we spoke about before, the the Sharks are just kind of pushing that last pass and mm. just doing some really silly, like panicky stuff last week. And Benny Barber passing in the in goal area. That is just Ooh. what are you yeah, doing? Gives me, gives me the yeah, you know. So um, yeah, I think that they'll have it together back at home. Warriors West Tigers Warriors for me. Yeah, just I mean I say home ground advantage, but then South smash them. So who knows? Because mm. they're the Warriors. That's right. You know yes. what? Because they're the Warriors. Yes. We don't yeah. know. Nope. We don't know. I think the Warriors as well. I was at West Tigers training yesterday, and Aaron oh, Woods didn't wasn't. Like the, didn't like the way they were running. Didn't 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 no, see well, any, their no captain, spark at training. Their captain wasn't training. Aaron Woods wasn't training. So I, yeah, I think there's a bit of a question mark over whether or not he's going to play. But Ooh. I think moving David Nofaluma back to fullback was a good choice. Yes, mm. yes, had he's, a right. he's been having a, a really bit, good season. Yeah, he should inject a little bit more um, into the team there. But I think if the Warriors don't win this. Yeah, that's They're right. They're kidding themselves. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Tough weekend last week for Jordan Rankin uh, yeah. in that uh, fullback's position. Uh, Knights up against the Rabbitohs. This, it's getting all-time bad now. For, like, they've on the longest losing streak in the history of the NRL now, the Knights, Pam. I don't want to keep reaming this up. They're, they're a chance of giving up 800 points for the season, Pam. Uh, Why are you keep saying my name? She's not personally responsible. 
Why is this my problem? Pam. Anyway. You're a nice supporter. Pam. <laughs> what do I say about kicking people while they're down? Like, it's just <laughs> be kind. Um, I don't know. Um, old boys day, they nights tend to get up for Good this one. Point. So um, they gave the Bulldogs a good showing last year. I think they lost by two points or something like that where they had an, well, not an equally bad year, but also a bad year um, with the wooden spoon. So um, I think they'll get up for this one. But uh, the Rabbitohs have just been playing some really great football at the yes. moment. So I think, yeah, it could be anything. Rabbitohs to win. Cody Walker's been their best player all year. I don't want it. He's great. Mm. Um, I don't want to give away my fearless predi- prediction, but I'm tipping the Knights. I think I just Ooh. <laughs> If it's more fearless than that, then it's off the Richter scale. <laughs> uh, this is a bit of a, a farewell in many ways. On Monday night, it's Parramatta Eels up against the St. George Illawarra Dragons. It's a farewell to Pertex Stadium, as we know it, and it's hmm. a farewell to Monday night football, which has been around now for a decade. In a its decade? Current, yeah, Jesus. 2007. Yeah. It was the first. It was brought wow. back. Um, it, there was previous incarnations through the 90s and through the 80s, but... Um, yeah, we say goodnight to it uh, Monday night. I'm not going to miss Monday night football. Me either. Yeah, yeah. Well, I used to like settling in. On but Monday now night. that we've got a Thursday, there is too much football. Right. There aren't enough days where you don't have to think about it. And then Wednesday is just kind of a bit of peace. Yeah. You know, yeah. when you don't have to think too yeah, much about Yeah, right. Okay, um. so any thoughts on the game or just, <laughs> just your own personal thoughts on Monday Night Football um, and scheduling? I honestly have no thoughts on this game. Have no uh, thoughts I have zero on thoughts. Sorry, Eels. Sorry, um, Dragons. The Eels, um, they had some good news through the week. They re-signed Corey Norman on a mm-hmm. long-term deal. Normie. Um, they, yeah, they, they've, they've got their home crowd there, the people who have really stuck by them this year because it's been True. a nightmare. True. So you've got to think that they'll give them something to cheer about. Definitely eels at home. Dragons were pretty woeful last week, and I don't know if they have any. Well, having Drew Hutchison in yeah. there, I think that will be a point of difference. But yeah, Parramatta to win. Really interested to see how Drew Hutchison goes. He's yeah. played NRL before, um, but he is he's he's really controlling the games I've seen him play at intra super level and and so forth. He's he's but. Parramatta to win that one uh, in a last hurrah for the Eels there. Uh, they are the round 25 matches for this week. Uh, and remember, you can check them all out, all the stats around them in your Big League magazine. You're listening to the Big League Mag Run to the Finals podcast. Time now to talk some stats and some fantasy football. And we do that with CK1, a.k.a. Chris Kennedy from the National Rugby League. G'day, Chris. How are you going, guys? Yeah, we're really well. I've I, I got to say, there was Hayne Mania. And it's carried over into big league now. Um, the editor, I don't know why she's done it, but she's put Jared Hayne on the cover of this week's Big League magazine. Is he getting a return on investment for people who've picked him up in your fantasy games? Well, why wouldn't he be on the cover of big leagues? My first question. Um, <laughs> Money in the bank. <laughs> um, no, not in fantasy terms. Um, certainly, getting our money's worth in uh, in press conference terms. Yes, but maybe not in uh, maybe not in fantasy terms. Obviously, he um, he did get taken off early with a head knock last week. Um, he, he wasn't doing too great before that. Only thirty points in, in thirteen points in sixty odd minutes, which is a little bit disappointing. We thought maybe um, Newcastle with a few struggles, he might light up. Didn't really prove to be the case, but. But, and there is a big but, he is back in his preferred position of fullback this week, hopefully with a couple of games under his belt and a few miles and the legs and back in his preferred position, he might do a bit better, especially for those who've already snapped him up. I don't think I'll be buying him quite yet, but I'll be very interested to see how he goes this weekend. 
CK, you gave us a little tip last week to um, that you really liked Josh Dugan as a replacement for James Tedesco. How did that work out for everyone? I was really hoping you weren't going to put that up this week. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Dukes had his worst game of the year uh, fantasy-wise, which was um, probably a, partially a credit to the Roosters, who were extremely good. Um, and, yeah, just a bit of an off game for Josh Dugan. We actually went through quite a few candidates for um, for who to bring in if you're going to sell James Tedesco, and almost every one of them performed really, really, really poorly. Um, you and Aitken didn't do great uh a whole raft of them did did really poorly. Um, Cameron Munster, I think, did well. There were one or two others, but yeah, across the board, it was a pretty uh, pretty bad weekend for your uh, your point of difference winger fullbacks. Chris, um, once again, the Sharks ruined many people's chances by pulling out Paul Gallon at the last minute. If you've got a trade, do you get rid of him? Because I mean, it looks like a week to week thing. This injury, um, at least for the next couple of weeks before the final start. What do you reckon? Well, yeah, here's the thing. There's only two games left, right? So you're not really conserving trades and all your rules are out the window. So the whole, like, don't trade keepers thing, they're going to come good. It's pointless because there's only a game or two left. So you've got to do whatever's going to get you the best team on the park for this week and for next week. Um, and for Paul Gallen, obviously, he's managing a calf injury. He's been a late withdrawal twice. Even if he does come back, is he going to be busting out, you know, 200 metres and, and 35 tackles? It's, it's hard to see at the moment. Um, for that reason, I think you're probably looking at him playing if he does play 40-odd minutes and uh, and producing sub-pass scores unless he can somehow jag a, a try like he did in a, in a recent game before his injury. I'd be selling him. I'd, there's guys like, you know, you look at your Jack DeBellins, Trent Merrins, Simon Mannerings, all these kind of guys who are just going outstanding. I really think if you do have the trades to spare, um, it'd be a good one to, uh, to upgrade and go for those guaranteed reliable points. Uh, semi-finals count, Chris? Semi-finals don't count to the overall fantasy, but there is a separate uh, finals fantasy competition that right. kicks in from the first week of the finals. Yeah, okay. Yeah, let us know about a sneaky high point score. I'm looking, looking at the numbers that are in Big League magazine this week for Torhu Harris, and mm. you compare those to Matt uh, Gillett, and you think Matt Gillett, great player, um, fantastic in the origin, really high-level player. Torhu Harris's numbers, you could argue very strongly, are much better than his. Yeah, well, uh, Gillette, he's had a few really big games. He's also had a few uh, quiet games and a few quiet spells where he's gone a few weeks without a really big score, and he's also missed a couple of games as well through origin and injury. Um, Torhu's just been amazingly consistent um, this year and really kind of... He's obviously already a good player, but gone to a bit of a next level in, in fantasy terms. He's been he's probably tailed off a tiny bit of late, and he's another one who you could almost argue to upgrade if you've got a, a bit of spare cash in the tank for the last two weeks. But yeah, he's been an absolute star this year in the fantasy stakes. CK, do we persist with Dugan this week or do we do we trade him out for someone who's guaranteed to get a high score? Well, the thing with Dugan and, and Aitken is they, they both did really poorly last week. They, Aitken, more of a surprise because he's more consistent, but Dugan obviously relying on a lot of tackle busts. Dragon's last two games are against Eels and Knights who um, who have had a few, obviously, struggles in, in recent times, both those clubs. So there's a case that um, the Dragons could actually pile on a few points in a, the final fortnight of the competition, especially looking at, you know, they're taking a punt on young Drew Hutchison and the halves. Maybe they're going to spread the ball a bit more, play a bit more attacking footy potentially. Um, so I think I'll be persisting with him. I think uh, last week hopefully was just the, the aberration. We mentioned that he was averaging um, 60 in the, the couple of weeks prior to that, so I don't see reason he can't get back to his uh, scoring ways. Unless he's carrying an injury that I don't know about, then yeah, I think uh, hopefully he'll come good. CK1, what about Dave Norfoluma? Uh, I reckon this is significant. Change from wing to fullback, that's probably going to get him in the game a little bit more. Could be posting some good numbers. 
Well, yeah, he's, uh, he's one of those almost Josh Mansour-type players who can inject himself in the game anyway. He sort of goes looking for the ball. It'll be very interesting to see how he goes at fullback. You'd have to think um, his total runs is going to go up. Um, probably more opportunities to score tries, um, if anything. So um, he's a guy who, on his day, could, could bust out an 80 with you know 10 or 15 tackle breaks already. So uh, could potentially uh, be an even better improvement for him going to fullback. The only thing I will say, it's more of a chance to drop some balls too. So <laughs> Sean Johnson mm. bombs are never easy to take. Uh, well, yeah, it'll be tough one over there in New Zealand as well. Yes, yeah, so, yeah. potential for that to happen. Absolutely. Um, any, any other strong recommendations for the listeners, uh, CK1? Um, other than what I said about sort of consolidating your team and, and trading out anyone who you think is going to go badly, look at uh, who, who people are playing in the last two weeks as you search for your, your best score. If you're in a big head-to-head grand final, look at who your opponent's got in their team. Are there any major threats that you need to cancel out by bringing them into your team? Um, other than that, just by the absolute, you know, the big guns, your, um, your Dr. Bellens, your, your Mannerings, your Merrins and, and Ryan James type players and, uh, and just do your best. And just an update how you're going in your comp? Um, not too bad. There's a comp that I'm in with Pam and Maria that I'm still alive in and on track for a, uh, a title, which is good. I got a bit over a thousand last week, so I'm with an upward yeah, for, uh, for CK's match. Is, in all fairness, oh, here we go, here we go. No, no, we are <laughs> terrible. Yeah, we're really we're bad. really bad. Basically, right. because we follow your advice every week. Like, I'm legit asking because I want advice, right? I'll follow my so, advice and I'm going much better. So maybe it's maybe all a, a maybe it's all a long issue there. Yeah, yeah maybe. Oh, well, great Possibly. to see the competitive spirit alive <laughs> and well. CK1, as per usual, great to have you on the program. We, we do appreciate it. Enjoy your footy over the weekend. Thanks a lot, you too. Radio Hub is Australia's premier podcasting facility. With high-quality sound equipment and production services, Radio Hub is a one-stop shop for all your podcasting needs. So... If you're ready to jump into the exciting realm of podcasting, contact Radio Hub on 0402 870 900 or email info at radiohub.com.au. Run to the finals podcast brought to you by Big League Magazine. Now is our time for Fearless Predictions. And we've also got a winner of our social media competition. We sure do. Um, Can you name the lucky winner, please, Maria? Phil Colley from the Central Coast. Woo! Um, took out his boxes and boxes of big leagues um, and set himself and his family up reading them in the pool. Um, it was a really good photo. Really in the pool? Photo. Well, around the around pool. Around the pool. Around the pool. Oh. Come on, Jimmy. This is live. Don't oh, embarrass sorry, me. Sorry. Jesus Christ. In the pool. <laughs> uh, uh, well done, Phil. Congratulations. Oh, You've Phil. won that prize. It's valued at $25,000, courtesy of the Rugby League Experience and Big League Magazine. You're heading over to the Four Nations at the end of the year with one other person. So, yeah, um, so that's the tough one. Yeah, got to figure who out who you decide. Pay? Yeah, good luck, Mrs. Colley. <laughs> Getting the start. Uh, social media star of the week, Let's Pam. Uh, so we've got um, the Raiders here. We found this so funny. Maria's a huge Simpsons fan as well. So see if we can focus in on that. Jordan Rapana's haircut. Do you know who that Simpsons character is? Or? It was a, one of the base when um, they started a baseball team. I can't oh, remember that. Oh, it's not Jose Canseco, is it? Is <laughs> yeah. it Jose Canseco? <laughs> I don't, that is hilarious, though. The the um, but I told you to trim those sideburns. <laughs> <laughs> the um, similarity is. Uncanny. I did tweet that the Raiders social media person deserves a raise after that one. Right. Yep. Any yep. Simpsons content, a plus. Okay. You know, Simpsons still garner like hundred thousand plus viewers and. On subscription television stuff. When yeah, they it's just it. me watching it over and over again. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just amazing the numbers that they can jack. Right, now time for Fearless Predictions of the Week. Now, uh, last week, 
bit of a tough week for everyone, yes. actually. Uh, Pam, mm. you thought the Tigers would win mm-hmm. and that Josh Adokar would Fail. score a try. He did score he a did try. He did score a try. So we're going to give you a half point. As a Thank result you. of that, on the ladder, you're now equal with me on 2.5. Okay. <coughs> Maria, you're on 1.5. Uh, Maria, last week you said SKD would have 10 tackle breaks. Blake Ferguson had 11. Blake Ferguson was the one who had 11. So, and uh, mine one was that the Raiders and the Eels would have 50-plus points. And unfortunately, Brinko Lee, not Brinko, yeah, Brinko. Um, yeah, Brinko. His, his toe was in a touch. Cost me the 50 points. Come on, Brinko. Come Brinko. I'm and he's up- been dropped, and rightly yeah, so. I'm not upset about that. I don't <laughs> no. want you to get too far ahead. No, fair no. enough. Yeah. All right, so let's <laughs> bring ourselves to this week. Uh, Maria, fearless prediction. Yeah, look, I love a fairy tale. The Newcastle Knights, uh, it's old boys, old boys Day. They're playing South Sydney at home. Newcastle Knights to win as an added 0.5, Jeremy Smith to score a try in his final home game. Jeremy wow, Smith. Wow, look out. I spoke to him uh, pre-game last week and he, I said, you know, how are you going? Uh, and he said, yeah, I'm looking forward to the end. He said, my body just cannot handle it anymore. Yeah. And I said, oh, you squeezed the lemon pretty well. You know, he's 36. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't need to really do anything. He's been playing just for so long. It's exceptional. He, yeah. He started what late. A warrior. Started late, yeah. but success has followed Jeremy Smith wherever he's gone. Yeah. Uh, no surprises around that one. Okay. Newcastle win. Jeremy Smith scores a try. So that's you want a little bonus point, don't you, for that? Yes, yeah. I do. Okay. Yep. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, Pam? Um, I think that Jack DeBellin is going to clock up 60 tackles this week. I think he's been playing um, some really great football and he's been um, knocking up some good numbers. So, yeah, I think 60 tackles because I think Parramatta are going to have a bit of a field day at home. All right, there you go. Hey, we're getting someone on Facebook that's telling us that uh, Blake Austin is out for the year with a hand injury, suffered at training. Now, we're not sure how reliable... Uh, it's Matt Russell. It's not Matt Russell from Fox Sports, but it's <laughs> Matt Russell on Facebook. We're not sure how reliable that is. We will chase it up, though. We will chase it up uh, just to find out uh, exactly what the case is with that one. So um, thank you, Matt. <laughs> Let's hope you're not. <laughs> if just... you're right. Yeah, <laughs> and, Look, maybe. Otherwise, thank you're just you. trying to throw us off uh, whilst we're doing our fearless predictions. My fearless prediction, I'm going to go to the game, the Warriors versus the West Tigers. Dave Norfoluma moving to fullback. I think, yeah, it's going to be a positive one, and I think he's going to run He's averaging 134 metres this year. Mm-hmm. He's going to run for over 180 metres. Wow. Yep. 180 yep. metres right. in the fullback I'll position. So uh, that's Dave Norfoluma. So there you go. Um, we are doing the Big League podcast, magazine podcast. It, people saying on Facebook, again, it's true. Someone else has now come on and said it's true about Blake Austin. We wow. will fo- thank you very much, uh, followers on Facebook. We will follow that up. Um, very shortly as well. Uh, that is it. The Big League Magazine Run to the Finals podcast, Round 25, brought to you by Slater and Gordon. Remember, if you've got a legal issue to tackle, give them a call, one 800 Have a great Rugby League weekend, girls, and enjoy tonight. If you don't believe in fairy tales, we might see the giant fairy tale of all time. Melbourne scored! Melbourne scored in the corner! One kick. One moment in time. It looks to me as all oh, still work. Wow. He heads it in He's got the